passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to Believe the 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our host, former legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow. I'm repping his jersey today. Um, and my brother, Tasia Dash. How you guys doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Got the, uh, as I mentioned, I got the jersey on. Going to play. I'm going to wear uh, this to, to pick up basketball tonight to get a little bit of the uh, East Stone. I'm going to tee somebody up tonight, big time. I'm going to get some of the grill. Hopefully you give them stops and make the occasional shot. <laughs> <laughs> You can ask Tej. I'm a I'm, I'm an annoying defender, so I mean, not that you were an annoying defender, you were a good defender, but I, you know, I, I kind of make up for it by doing do some illegal stuff. But um, okay. yeah, okay, I, I, I'm <laughs> I think a good defender guy should be a little annoying, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, if you're a good defender, you are annoying to 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 whoever you're defending. Mm-hmm. Ready, I call it grit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. uh there's not really a lot going on in the 76ers world, but there are some topics we're going to get into tonight. But before we uh, we start tonight, I saw that George Niang was on a Barstool podcast um, a couple of days ago, and they were making a big to-do about how he's a part of James Harden's go-out crew, like when, when they go out to the bars and the clubs and stuff. Niang's been a part of that since he's been with Philadelphia. Uh, so it begs the question, Eric. Who was a part of your crew when you guys when you guys would go out? You guys, you know, make stops to L.A. or you know Miami. Who was a part of that that squad that you guys would go out with? Who was the um, We didn't really have like um, go out crews. It was you know a lot of the times with us we would you know you had some guys that went out all the time and some guys that didn't. Um, I wasn't a go out before the night of the you know the night before the game guy. Good man. Um, so a lot of times I didn't didn't go out because we would leave after the game. So I would go out to dinner and stuff like that. 
but I didn't really club a lot before, you know, the night before games. Gotcha. Occasionally I did, depending on where we were. Um, you know, if, if you go to Miami or Atlanta or somewhere and you're not standing, yeah, you may dip out. Um, <laughs> but I would say we, we didn't really have, like, clicks like that. So if, if guys were going, you kind of went – if you were going, you kind of went where everybody was going. So yeah. it wasn't – you know, like it was just really about who was going. But most guys, like they would get there. You know, we, we got our own car, so you can leave and go whenever you wanted to. We may all arrive at the same time, but, you know, each guy would probably have their driver or their car. So, you know, when you're ready to go, you can go. Um, or, you know, you may, you know, you may not leave alone. You know, <laughs> you may come alone, but you may not leave alone. Right. <laughs> you know. Did you have like a guy who like wrangled people for going out at all? Like a guy who was like the, the driving force? If there were, if you guys were going to go out as a group or meet somewhere, did you have a guy who was like kind of coordinating that kind of stuff? Or was that behind that? Uh, we didn't really have a guy coordinated. It was, we, we always had a guy that kind of knew um, where well, to go. And most of it was because Alan had a, a party everywhere we went. <laughs> so it was usually something that, had that was somehow attached with AI, mm-hmm. you know, because people, you know, it was easy for him to attach his name with something that everybody would show up. So usually if we, when we did something, there was something that was attached to him. Okay. So he wasn't necessarily organizing it. You know, his people would have it set up. So it was pretty much set up for him and us to arrive. That's good. Uh, he would get mad a lot when we didn't go. <laughs> Um, especially Aaron. He used to really get on Aaron if Aaron didn't go. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because was Aaron like a never-go-out guy? He always wanted. He was always no, trying to get him because Aaron was really like the only guy that was single. So he used to get mad like, why are you not going out? Like, you're single. <laughs> why are you not going out? <laughs> he used to always get mad at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was pretty interesting. That's funny. <laughs> Aaron was at home shaping that beard, man, shaping that, that, that neckline and, and, and the neckline. And it was like, it was a lot, you know, he didn't really go out the night before. Like, that's what we used to tell AI. Like, you know, we aren't really like night before the games. We're not like you. We can't hang out all night and then hang the 40 the next time. Like, that's, you know, we're not made like that. Mm-hmm. So, and he was. So, you know, that was that was pretty incredible that of the things that he could do hanging out all night mm-hmm. the night before the game. Man. Man. Yeah, but based on that interview with uh, Niang, it, it seemed like Harden is was the or- is the orchestrator behind all, all the hangouts and the go outs and stuff. And I think you because you, you I think you looked at more of it. I tell you, you said that like Harden like he ends up paying for the entirety of the bill like when they go out and stuff. That's what that's that's how- that 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 could help you be a um, a part of the um, team if he's paying. He put that's what, that was sort of what I was thinking. Like like well, who's putting this bill? Um, that'll kind of tell you who the ringleader is. <laughs> yeah, Nian kind of insinuated that when he said um, he takes care of his people is what he said. So Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, if you're going to make – I mean, if you're going to make people go out, you know. Yeah, you're asking them to go out. But if you ask them to go, then I'm sure you're going to somehow make some accommodations if you're, if you're yeah. asking. Yeah. That's, in, that's like, you know, if you're inviting them. Yeah. Uh, like, I bet you when, when we keep finally made it out, AI took care of his bill. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure Aaron didn't pay for a thing that night. <laughs> there's, there's always that guy in the group that, like, when you come out, everyone gets, like, really excited. Like, yeah, look who, look who it is. Look, look who's arriving. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, with the so talking about Harden, uh, so with the the first topic tonight, um, there was a rumor uh, that was reported by uh, Mark Stein that indicated that Maury has kind of promised Harden some long term security for what he did this year as far as taking the less this offseason. So here's the full quote of what uh, Mark Stein had reported. Um, quote, there's suspicion in some corners of the league that Harden had to have had to have consented to this arrangement because he also secured a wink-wink guarantee about the future, meaning a promise from Maury that would allow Harden to recoup what he left on the table this offseason by declining the player option for next season in his new Sixers deal and then signing a whopper of a five-year deal in the summer of 2023 at almost 34 so what do you think about this rumor that Mark Stein uh, reported here? And if it's true, how would you guys feel about this this deal that uh, Maury and Harden uh, made? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't, I'm not getting into these rumors and what the sources said and all this stuff. Like, I, I, I think it's going to come down to how James and the team performs. That, that's what I'm going by. I'm not going by what someone thinks or wink, wink deals and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to go by. Um, you know, he, he the deal, and I'm going and I'm going to go by the deal that he has right now. So if he performs, the team performs, he'll be a he'll be taken care of accordingly. And that's the only thing I'm looking at. So I understand Mark is re, you know you know reporting stuff and all that. I, I don't have the relationships for all of that information, so. You know, I don't. I don't think that Mark would. You know, I know Mark. I don't think Mark would say that and just bring it out of the air. So somebody's telling him that. Mm-hmm. We just don't know why or if it's true or how much of it, or if it's just partly true. So I'm gonna just go by you know what I see. I see a deal, and I think if they perform and he performs, then it'll be a deal behind that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's more to that. Whatever the whatever it's being told to Mark Stein, I think it's more to that. Like, like yeah, you get a five year deal if we kind of see, you know, if, if there's numbers behind it. If you look better, if you look more like that old Harden that everyone wants to see, I think it's more that case than just a blanket. Oh, you take less this year, we're gonna give you a five year deal next year. You know, like a blank check. So that being said, though, Erica, if you if, if he did show and he was pre hamstring, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Harden, let's say Brooklyn Harden, um, would you be okay signing a four year? Huge max. I, I don't. I don't. I think if he he completes his two years, I, I see two or three year deals. I don't. I don't see anything more than that. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it because I don't. Even if he deserves it and earns it, I just don't see on the open market he, he'll get the years. I think he'll get the money. It's just you know it was the years this year to me. Um, you know, if he signed a five year deal right now, people would be complaining. So now you're telling me two years out he's gonna get a five year deal. Well, I think I think they're assuming he would opt out of his player option next year and then sign the deal next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think. Still, but it is one more year. It's it is yeah. I still think that it comes down to play. I think James will be in, and I think he's in that time of maybe if his career, as long as the Philly is still competing and he's winning, I think it's that time of his career where he's, you know, those two or three years and and maybe with opt outs and. Resign. I just don't. I don't see longer. I don't see a five-year deal. I, I don't see one. Um, but this season could change my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it could be very legit. I mean, it's you know, we're smoke, there's fire, I guess. But 
for anyone who's saying it's not, oh, I don't think so. I mean, Maureen Harden don't have a normal GM player relationship, I and mean, they go way back. They have like a they have a, a real relationship, and I'm I'm glad they do. Um, I don't know there's anything wrong with this. I know they're being, you know, who knows what kind of what's going on in the investigations with his contracts, but um, I mean, yeah. it, the thing that I see in this, um, and how you know when you know y'all you all we all brought it up. The first thing that came to my mind, it was somebody was trying to find something that's maybe illegal. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that to me, that's what I get from it more so than him having a five year deal was more of, you know, because it's, it's, it's already this quote unquote investigation with mm-hmm. all the guys we signed. So I'm thinking the first thing that came to my mind was already trying to find something that's illegal that we shouldn't or couldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I got from the the quote from you know from Mark Stein. Not necessarily. I didn't really think about the deal. I was thinking about well, what what why are you talking about this? Like if he's still under contract right now, what what is this deal about? Because we all know as season goes on, they're gonna talk about everything James does, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how he's playing, and how you know how he performs, and what he you know. So how you feel right now about a deal? Like you all going going to try to say what he should and shouldn't get in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But I, I do agree with you though. I, I, I three years, uh, maybe like a fourth team options to throw that in there. That seems more appropriate. Even if he does look great. I mean, a five year, five year deal after this, that, that would be, I mean, that's, a, that's quite a wink, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, for a wink, wink deal. So, um, yeah, maybe he's like, I did, I did it three times, not five times, James. No, I just don't, I just don't. If that was the case, then then why wait? Because he could have got that deal now. Mm-hmm. Well, then we wouldn't be able to get, we wouldn't have gotten to be able to, be able to get Tucker in and House though. If he started at the same rate, he can, he can. You understand what I'm saying? But you can only raise a certain amount of percentage every year, right? So you wouldn't get that like mega max of like four. But I'm saying, but he, but he could have signed a long term deal. And yeah, yeah. Whatever, he, whatever he's making this year, he could have signed the five year deal with more than what he's making this year. Yes, starting okay. at this point and then going up every year, right? That, that's what you mean. So, so that so he's thirty, then that's that's one hundred and fifty million right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So why not now then? If we're talking about next year, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they are trying to do like a shorter deal with just a lot more money. Then, like, okay, we'll give you three years of like forty, starting at forty. How about that, or forty-two, or something like that. Um, we see, as we've seen, the shorter deals and the opting out allow you to have some flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and if he looks like pre hamstring, yeah, but I'm but I'm sure James, if, if I'm giving you this flexibility, I want some assurances too. That's that's normal. Why mm-hmm. would? Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of a one year prove it deal. That you look somewhat close to that pre hamstring James anyway. So I don't think. He, 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 but he already showed that he was worth what he what he got. So you mean this year? Yeah. So many other people yeah. would get deals like <laughs> people got deals like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jalen Brunson only got a few like five, what five, six million less than he got. So okay, and his stats are you know not nearly as good as Harden's are. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, with him signing that deal, I, the only thing it's going to do is make our, our luxury tax skyrocket, and that doesn't affect us. That's the owner's pocket. So, you know, they're going to have like a Golden State situation in a couple of years, especially if we end up you know, in the future trading Tobias, getting back, getting back a bunch of like broken up contracts. Wow, but we're going to be a lot of money over anyway. So at this point, it's not giving Harden 10 more million. It's not going to stop us from doing what we need to do at this point. So it's like that's owner's money at this point. It doesn't even matter. It's, it's not like we're Harden will screw us by signing a $40 million deal for three years. That won't do anything anymore. So it, it's it's owner's money. And if he deserves it, he deserves it. Let's just play the year out, I guess. Got it. Yeah, I, I think it, what Eric said, I mean, wherever Stein's getting this from, it could be, you know, people wanted to play, you know, say there's some shady stuff going on, like a rival team saying like, look, uh, you know, I heard that they gave him a, that they gave him a wink, wink of a five year deal. Like that's you know, shady stuff. And like just try and point to that to kind of highlight what's going on with the organization. Um, Brooklyn. Yeah, um, I will say this, though, Eric, you've been in these kind of negotiations with, you know, GMs and, and you know, and, and stuff. But like, is that out of the norm for a GM to be like, hey, like, you know, if things go well this year, you know, we can we can you know and next year we can, you know, maybe think about a, you know, like a, like a, a longer term deal. Maybe not this exact exact this kind of a scenario, but like that's not out of the norm for GMs to say stuff like that. It right. Happens, it doesn't happen with anyone in like James Harden. Um, usually it's. You know, he comes in and this is his max and this is where he's at. And and, and you, you have a starting point <laughs> that you, you don't go below it. So I, this is different because he he's taking less, um, I guess it's safe to say, um, even though he's, he's taking less, he could have taken more than he got this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would have been based on around the league, it would have been a fair market value for him to get more. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really about the player. I mean, most, most, some teams, I mean, what you're asking maybe with some younger guys, you kind of see that um, kind of play and prove it. Um, and sometimes it comes from the player. Uh, I'll take a shorter deal. I'll take a one year deal because I don't like what you're offering me. And I'm, I'm going into, play myself into a, a deal sort of like, you know, Aiden and with Phoenix. Right. Um, you know, he, he couldn't, he didn't get what he wanted. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's almost like, you know, rookie deals where they play for that, you know, one year deal um, to become a free agent. Mm-hmm. So you see it, but not very often, but you do see it, but it can come from both sides. It could be from the team, and but I think more than likely, more and more often, it's from the player that's saying, hey, I'm going to take a one-year deal or shorter deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, a guy, there's got to be trust there for sure, right? I mean, and I yeah, think – Yeah, I, mean, I think from a player back. standpoint, it's, it's, you know, do you take a four- or five-year deal, say for, say, for instance, at, you know, three to four million is 20 million? Um, and you take a one-year deal for, you know, four or five, and then you can play yourself into double what you would have taken. Betting on yourself. Yes. So it's. It and I think happens. he is doing that to a degree with this contract. He's like, I know I can be better than I was last year, and there will be no questions asked when I ask for closer to that max contract next year. Yeah. 
Hopefully, hopefully for everyone's sake in, uh, in the Philadelphia 76ers world. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so uh, sticking with, with current events, um, there was a report that uh, uh, Boston got involved in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Um, they apparently talked about a trade that was saying Jalen Brown, Derek White, and picks uh, to the Nets for Durant, but they wanted more picks and they wanted uh, Marcus Smart in there as well. That's what the Nets wanted. Um if they pull that trade off, um, my question is, would they be a blatant favorite in the East over the Philadelphia 76ers? And even besides that, forget forget Kevin Durant. I, I think overall, with the current construction of our team right now, uh, is Boston that much um, more of a favorite in the East than the Philadelphia 76ers? You mean, you're saying without Kevin Durant? With or without Kevin Durant. So if they gotten them, obviously, I, I think we would say they would be the favorite over the Sixers, but... Even without Kevin Durant, Boston Celtics right now, this concurrent construction of that team versus the 2022-23 uh, Sixers, how much more of a favorite? Um, I, would, I would be surprised going into the season if um, Boston and Milwaukee aren't pre, you know, preseason ahead of us. I would be surprised if they aren't. Uh, you know, Back-to-back teams that went to the finals, um, Milwaukee won it. Uh, Milwaukee was second best player is injured and they take Boston to seven games. Yeah. Um, you know, we made a change, but you know, the Malcolm Brogdon deal with Boston uh, is, is really highly um, looked at around the league. Um, Milwaukee made some good moves and brought, you know, the core of their team back. And so I, I even with the improvements that you know we've made as far as on our bench and and players that brought in that with a with a, you know role players that going to fit a need for us, I, I just even though I may think you could be we we are we're better in some ways than some other teams, I just don't see in the preseason us being picked higher than those two teams. Yeah, if they got Durant, it'd be even, it'd be even more, more that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, you say, if you get Durant, I think it's even it, – it's, it's definite for me that we won't be ahead of Boston. I think they're NBA final favorites if they get Durant. So, I mean, forget about the East. Let's just look at the overall NBA at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, their starting five would be what? Smart, Brogdon – if they didn't have to give up Smart, Smart, Brogdon, Tatum, Durant, Williams – I mean that starting five is that's really good. Um, there's a reason why they wanted to do it, and because Brown's contract's coming up, you know, are you going to pay Brown Durant money, or don't you just go get Durant for Durant money? So I see why they're they're interested in it. Um, I think they said our over over under win total was like fifty and a half. Um, it's cool, interesting too, because those three teams, Milwaukee, Boston, and us, three way tie, right? Last year. Yes. So it's, it's it's interesting. Like they all got better in the off season. Um, but what's interesting about us is we got to what we were fifty one games last year. Is that where we were? Yeah, I think 50, 51 wins last year. That was without no Ben Simmons for pretty much all the year. We had a bad COVID stretch where I think Embiid missed like eight to ten games, and then we introduced Harden pretty much to the team uh, late in the season. That's 51 wins with that setup. I mean, if you just give us Harden plus Tucker plus House plus Melton, I the 50 and a half seems low to me. I, I see us, unless we get really bad injury bugs, 
mid fifties, mid that mid mid fifties. I, I, I thought that felt low to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, just based on what we've added, I think, yeah, I, think I think the top teams in the in the East. Um, you know, let's just say you know majority, you know, healthy for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Those teams will be pushing sixty wins. I think so too. Yeah, I think I think it will, and I think it will be a three way little dance between those two, the third three teams. Um, I just don't think Miami. It could be. It just really depends on. Yeah. Um, to me, I think Miami is going to be there. Um, I just, I just feel like they're going to make some kind of a move. Though. They're they're too quiet. I don't trust it. I don't, I don't trust it at all. Way too quiet. They've just let teams. They they let us take Tucker. They didn't really do much. I mean. They got to be playing something. It's either you know, Mitchell or they're a dark horse for Durant. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, they're way. Riley is way too quiet in in what is a very, very championship window team with Lowry's age and Butler's age. Like it's go time. Like you don't have your biggest players, your best players besides Bam are are, are you know are getting up there. So I, I feel like they have to do something. Um, I feel like they're a step below the top three. Close though. That's funny because they beat us, but um no, I I I I I don't think Miami is a step below. Um half step. I, I was just saying that I I would be surprised if Boston and Milwaukee didn't have a higher preseason rating. Um it wouldn't surprise me if Miami did too. But I don't think with the changes that we made, most people will start Miami. In front of us, in front of us, yeah, as, as is, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the original question, yes, they would be definite NBA favorites. I'm glad the, I'm glad the Nets are hesitant to do that deal without at least getting smart in there. At least decimate their depth, man. Don't don't no, don't just. I mean, like the Nets can't give away hard to one of their rivals and then give Durant away to the Celtics, and that would just be. That'd be crazy. I, I mean, I can't see them doing that without getting better. But um, let's just hope they hold out for more. Yeah. But we'll do, do you guys think by um, subtracting Tucker away from that Miami team? Because right now, what's Miami really done this offseason? They, well, they they re-signed Oladipo. Tucker's gone. Um, I mean, does does the subtraction of Tucker take away from that team? I mean, how, how much does that? How much of the loss of Tucker to Miami does does that do for them? Yeah, I think it does, but that's why I said I, I don't think they're finished. I, I believe that because they haven't addressed that loss, mm. but I believe that they will. Um, I believe that you know, a lot of moves for them haven't been made because it's sort of the um, the KD watches over. And now with them, their name has been thrown out with um, Donovan Mitchell too. So I think until those guys are just kind of settled whether they're leaving or staying, then they – probably won't make any moves until then. And then I think, I think they'll make some moves. I think they'll be slightly different um, by the time the season starts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was listening to one of the podcasts. I forgot who it was, but they were saying how much, how much better Tucker even played than Miami even was counting on and, and how important of a position he played for them last year. I, I think it was a very big loss for them, and uh, it's going to be hard to replace that. But I mean, if anybody can replace it, it's that team. Yes, I agree. I agree. 
They're they very good at getting fill-ins, man. They find some guys, and, and, and they fit that role. Um, the accountability that they have in that organization, um, they are, they've been able to fill roles. Yeah. So if, any, if I had to pick a team that could, could do it, it would be them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like every year they find like this this new hidden gem. It's like, holy crap, this guy's good. And then like he goes somewhere elsewhere and like he does not do what he did in Miami at all. <laughs> They're able to fill roles. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So, with the, the last topic of the night, um, we have uh, Tyrese Maxey, which we talked about him last year. Every every week, there's, there's new workout videos of Tyrese Maxey coming up. But this one, it's not about a workout video so much. It's more about he was on a podcast where he talked about his offseason regimen, uh, where he says he wakes up at five and he does three workouts um, uh, before 11 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday. Every day, he tries to get three workouts in before that. Um, he, ta- he says it gives him a psychological advantage over his opponents because he knows as he's working and doing uh, court, court workouts, well, weight room, and they court again. Uh, before 11 a.m., his opponents are sleeping while he's doing that. He says it, it feels like he's doing more than his opponent. Um, and with a work ethic like that for a 21-year-old, I mean, I feel like just beyond his years, it's, I, I feel like it's, more, it's, like, it's like Kobe-esque, I mean, that for that mentality. Although I mean, a lot of NBA players have that same mentality. You know, it just feels like he's wise beyond his years uh, for a 21-year-old. Um, but I guess, what do you guys think about his mentality? And overall, what do you what do you think Tyrese Maxey's ceiling is? I mean, he putting in work. Um, I, I think if guys put in the same work, to me, it really, to me personally, it really doesn't matter what time you do it. Um, you, know, I, you know, I was a morning person. Um, AI hated. You know, he was a. We play in the evening. We should practice in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> that was his belief, and he was firm on that. Um, why don't we practice the same time that we play? You know, so. <laughs> Not, it's, an interest, it's an interesting point to bring up. I, I you know, it's good logic. So I just think if if it's just about the work, um, the the time, uh, I'm not one to think. What if you get it in before a certain time that you have a an advantage? I don't necessarily see that. Um, I think it helps you with the rest of your day. <laughs> it's like you have the rest of your day off. Yeah. You kind of feel like you have the rest of your day. Um, so I don't think that, you know, I just think the advantage is, is he's probably putting in more work than guys, not, not necessarily how early it is. Mm-hmm. As far as his ceiling, I think it's tough um, to say that right now because I don't think we've truly been able to see everything that he has to offer for a full season. Like, I don't think we've been able to say, Hey, here's the keys to the car. You go run this organization and you, the guy, I don't think we've seen it for a full season. We've seen it to start the season with Joel and then James comes. So it's kind of hard to say, is he going to be a Dame Lillard, a Darius Garland, a Trey Young, we don't know. I guess it's capable. Is he going to be a Drew Holiday? Uh, all really good players. Um, I'll take any. I'll take any of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they all. Really good <laughs> so, um, take three. Yeah, but I would say his ceiling is 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 to me. I think he can be an um, you know, multi-year All-Star player. 
I don't know if he can be a perennial one where he can be one every year, but I think he's a guy that's capable of making multiple all-star games. Sort of, you know, um, there was a time when um, Kyle Lowry, no one thought he would ever be, you know, the type of player that he is when he consistently made all-star games. I mean, I can remember the time when um, no one thought he would do that. So I, I do think that he can be that type of player. Um, hopefully that's you know, with us. Um, but if I had to take a guess, that's, that's where I'm thinking he's headed. I'm, uh, I'm so happy Maxie is so young under contract for cheap for years and has his mentality. It's, it's great just not to have to worry about a guy like, you know, there's been certain players in the past where we've wondered what they're doing in the off season and we needed proof to see, oh, okay, he's, he's, he's working on it. He's working on it. Um, won't name names, but uh, Max is, I don't, have to, I don't have to even see those workout videos. You just, you just know he's working on it. That's, that's, it's amazing to have that. Um, as far as ceiling goes, I mean, yeah, I do agree with you. It is a little unfair. And he hasn't had to do all that stuff. But what's crazy is how efficient he's been. Because, you know, some guys, their stats get really hurt by that lack of um, uh, opportunity and volume, right? But he's learned to even still come through and put up stats with a low number of shots taken. And he's just so efficient and he's really good at the line. He's got and, – and parts of his game, you just watch him get better. You can watch him get better by the day. You hear that a lot, but, I mean, it's just when you watch him, you're like, man, he's just improving in front of our eyes. And I remember when we would watch games, Marcus and I would be like – we would think like his step back three and his distance would just get further back. And you're like – Oh, he's just really hot right now. But like, no, that, that's a, that, it became a part of his game all of a sudden just to pull up a long three. And you're like, whoa, man, like you, you have that now. Huh? Okay, cool. That's just who you are. Great. Um, I, I'd say he's, it's, as far as some of the guys you named, I like too. I like the Garland one. That, that was a good one. Um, ironically, because of all the trade talk with Donovan Mitchell, he reminds me a little Donovan Mitchell too. Um, not as long, but I, I think he's got some traits there. He can shoot. He can hit mid-rangers. Very crafty around the, the whole left and right hand. The way well, he, what he does is just incredible. But I, I, I mean, I, I'd say with like a Donovan Mitchell, I wouldn't say Jaw because he's not nearly he's not nearly as athletic. Um, but I think he's got a better shot than Jaw too, though. So, um, you know, some Jaw some also got the ball. That's what I'm saying. Like Jaw is the key. He got the keys. That's true. That's true. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, how much of how much of that are we going to be able to see of him with Joel being the number one option? Mm. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell had the keys too. But see, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is like overshooting, right? Like he he's the opposite of, of Max. I, I think Max, he, I'd like to get more opportunity. Donovan Mitchell, I feel like, is forcing because he has to. I mean, last year he had Donovan Mitchell is also not the lead guard. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I see, I see if Maxi, I see if Maxi's reaching his maybe highest ceiling, and and he's going to be like a Darius Garland. He's going to be the lead guard. Yeah, yeah. So maybe for right now, Mitchell is possibly a better comparison because he's he is off ball, and so is Maxi. Um, and Conley's pretty ball dominant, right? 
So, yeah. But, I mean, hey, look, any of the guys we named, I'm anywhere close to those guys I'd be happy with. That's that's a – I mean, where everyone's saying Sixers need to look for a big three. I mean, if, if he's got those guys possibly in his future, then that is a big three, you know? Yeah. Just young, very young and raw still, which is great because he's – I mean, he was really – Yeah. Yeah. Um, the late, we talked about before the leaps he's made from year one to year two. Uh, amazing. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he uh, takes all these off-season workouts and puts them into the, the year three. Um, it's funny, though, uh, his uh, looking at it, it was a high school video where they asked him where, like, he, you know, compares his game to what he, what he looks to. In high school, he said he loves watching James Harden's game, um, his step back three, something he, he loves watching. That's what he said in high school. But he said he wanted to mo- – he models his game after Dame Lillard, so – I don't, I don't really see I don't really see how he's modeled the game after Dame Lillard. I mean, yeah, he's come down and you see him pop threes from like deep, 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 but like he doesn't do it consistently. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. When when Tyrese Maxey was in Texas and I was in Texas when he was in high school, he was more of a lead guard. He had the ball more. He was more ball dominant. So you can see him patterning himself after James and Dame Lillard because that's the way the style he was playing in high school. Whereas now – it's he doesn't have the ball as much and as, as ball dominant, so it's tough to kind of say what his true ceiling is going to be until he becomes the main and primary ball handler. In my opinion. yeah, yeah, he named someone else too, didn't he? Another player he uh, he said um, on the high school level, he said he uh, really enjoys watching um, uh, uh, Clippers guy uh, uh, man. Trey Man, yep. Trey Man, yeah, yeah, that's funny. They both good players. Yeah, it's interesting too because with all, I think there would be a lot more pressure on Maxi. The fact that Harden's here and has become like the pretty much the story, you know, um, everyone's been saying we, we go as depending on which Harden comes out next year. I think that takes a lot of pressure off Maxi to have to take these leaps. So it's cool to see him step up and want to take a leap anyway, even if the pressure's not there. He feels like he he needs to and wants to, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, because you saw the playoffs. There, there was games where Harden really wasn't doing much, and Maxi. It was it was it was the first few games of the Raptors series. Maxi took off, and we 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 went where Maxi went in, in those games. Yeah. So yeah, excited to see where this uh, his career goes. Um, in which 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 one of these point guards uh, steps he follows. Um, so, but all right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as uh, we hope more uh, more news and rumors uh, uh, gets in the uh, in the rumor mill for us to, to discuss in the show. So, we'll see you guys next week. All right, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.